to the Multi-Peer Podcast. Today we'll be talking about Multi-Peer's March Spotlight, which is what sets Multi-Peer apart. And by that we mean what about Multi-Peer's filter technology makes it different and superior to a lot of technologies out there. Obviously, there are a ton of different water technologies. So uh, we're going to give you a little overview about that. My name is Joel Polina. I'm the copywriter here at Multi-Peer. Joining me is Multi-Peer's Director of Builder Relations, Sherry Clift. How's it going? Great, good, Joel. Glad to be here. Oh, glad to be here as well. And let's just jump right into it and let's talk about let's start it off with uh, probably the most common water filter technology out there you'll find and that is granular activated carbon it's essentially almost looks like gravel it's a loose carbon granules and what it is you take a collection of these and you put them in a bag you put them in a cylinder you put them in something whatever you're going to fit the device you want to use it for and water will flow through it and the carbon will basically treat the odors and the tastes of contaminants in the water like chlorine that's primarily what it's used for yeah uh, yeah chlorine is like the primary use for the granular activated carbon and a lot of times if you look at it it looks like coffee grounds and yes, when you think yes. about coffee grounds when you're when you brewing your pot of coffee and you look at your coffee grounds after the water has been brewed what do you notice you notice a track mark through the water where the water went through the filter and that's basically what happens when you're using the granular activated carbon to reduce contaminants now, now, don't get me don't get us wrong it, it's useful in that it's cheap it's easy for companies to use because it is just loose granular activated carbon and when i say activated carbon what i mean is these are specific types of carbon particles that have been activated through through treatment usually with heat treatment and what that does is it lets them adsorb harmful chemicals in the water and by this case because it's loose it's not going to trap anything but any chlorine that's in the water will be attracted to the activated carbon and basically stick to it so the water flows through it the chlorine sticks to it and you get chlorine free water so it does taste a little better does smell a little better you're not going to get a lot of that uh, strong chlorine whiff off of uh, water that's been filtered through it but as as sherry said just like coffee grounds the water will find the easiest path through the carbon and make a little channel through it and when it does that it's actually avoiding a lot of that carbon so a lot of that water is not even being affected by the loose granular activated carbon on the plus side obviously uh, it's I already said it's cheap and it's easy for companies to use. It doesn't require any water pressure. If you have a water, a filtered water pitcher, they use granular activated carbon because what happens is you pour the water in the top, it just drips through the, uh, the granular activated carbon cartridge and it drips into the bottom basin after it passes through and theoretically it'll be treated for uh, tastes and odors that might be contaminating the water. Yeah, there are some good benefits to it. Obviously, any filtration is better than none, and there's no wasted water generally with granular activated carbon, no electricity is required, and no healthful memory minerals are removed from the water. So those are some good things. One of the downsides of it, though, is it's not effective in treating contaminants of health concern. It's more of a taste and, and odor uh, treater more so than a contaminant reducer. Yeah, like, um, like your really serious contaminants like your, your heavy metals mm -hmm. or your uh, or volatile, volatile organic chemicals they will bypass that carbon and just go right through it without even being touched by granular activated yeah. carbon so granular activated carbon basically mostly will just make your water taste better and maybe not smell as bad another one of the downsides though too is because it is so easily channeled that you need to replace the filter more often usually at least once there, a month yeah, or so 30 days is I think the mm -hmm. longest I've seen a filter yeah. so even though it might cost a 
a lot less at the beginning than some of the other filtration systems. At the end, when you add up all the monthly filter replacements, it will probably end up costing you a lot more over yeah. the long run. And, and I know I've, I've used these in, in the far, in the distance past. I've, I've used a filtered water pitcher and it eventually just became a hassle constantly having to change that filter every month. And it was a hassle having to buy it, having to remember to buy it, having to remember to change it. And uh, you, you see it's, it's fairly common in those pitchers. It's very common in certain portable filtered water bottles because you don't need water pressure. You just, you pour water in and it'll just drip right through and fill it up, but it's not going to do a whole lot for you. Right. All right, now let's uh, let's talk about our second our second filter technology. And this one takes a totally different method than granular activated carbon. This is distillation. And if you ever bought a bottle of distilled water, this is essentially how that's created. And distillation is a fairly simple chemical process. You're basically just boiling the water so it turns into water vapor, and then you're letting it condense again in a different container so it turns back from water vapor to liquid and what happens there is it tries to separate out any contaminants in the water because you're boiling and you're turning the water into water vapor. It's great because the process itself doesn't involve a lot. You're boiling water and you're condensing it back. It's good for, for reducing things like heavy metals because heavy metals, uh, by their name, there are minerals in the water and they will not uh, turn to vapor when you boil the water. So that stays in the original container, the water gets boiled up, the vapor gets moved to a different container, it gets condensed back into, theoretically, <laughs> pure water. Mm -hmm. right. Now, now what, are, what are some of the, the downsides to that? What are the, some of the disadvantages to that? Well, distillation is not effective in treating VOCs in the water. So that's one of the things that it, it doesn't help with. It requires high levels of electricity for operation. So if you are living in an area or your your power goes down, you're not going to have your distillation's not going to be working. So your water you're going to be your water will be compromised. It's a relatively slow process because you can imagine you boil the water, it takes the water the vapor to get back into the other container. It's 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 a lengthy process. You don't just turn on a faucet and you get distilled water. No. <laughs> <laughs> Available drinking water is limited to the amount stored after distillation. So you're basically you're going to be stuck with whatever water is in your container and right. that's it until you boil more and do do more. And the distillation process removes helpful minerals from the water in some instances so or I guess all instances. I mean you're getting rid of the, any any metals that might be bad but you're getting rid of any minerals that'll be good in the water. Right, right. And at the same time a lot of volatile organic chemicals like uh, certain pesticides and herbicides and, and uh, chemicals like that they will actually stick with the water vapor as it's boiled away. So it's not yeah. like you're getting rid of it. You're getting rid of some contaminants, but not all of them. And then even then when you're done, you might have, say, a gallon at a time that you created after, I don't, I don't know how many minutes, how many hours mm -hmm. of distilling. And then when you're done, oh, I got to do the whole process over again. So distillation is mostly people use it for irons. So that we'll yes, have mineral yeah. buildup and things like that in ours. That's what you hear about at the most office. Although you see distilled water that's bottled and people buy, but it has a really, really odd taste because all the minerals have been boiled out of it. And a lot of people don't realize that what they consider the taste of water, especially clean water, is actually the taste of the minerals in the water imparting mm -hmm. a little bit of flavor. And some people think water is tasteless, but unless you've tried a lot of different water and here in Multipure we have tried oh, a lot yes. of different water, <laughs> you can taste the difference. That is, you know, just saying that's our motto here is taste mm -hmm. the difference. And you can once you've actually tried a bunch of different waters. It's, it's so true, Joel. And when I first started working here, I had tried different bottles of water, different kinds of water, RO water. And I could tell a little bit of the difference, but when I actually had Multipure with the minerals in it, and I was blown away. 
it is absolutely the best water. And a person I used to work with had talked about uh, they didn't like water. And I asked him what kind of system he had, and he had an RO system. And he's like, my water just does not taste good. It does, it tastes better. And I said, it's because all the minerals are out. And that's something I didn't know about before <laughs> I went with Multipure, but it is. There's a big difference between waters with minerals and water without. It's like eating a quote-unquote dead water. Mm-hmm, it's absolutely. just completely flat. And distilled water is essentially dead water. You're mm-hmm. not going to get any flavor out of it. And like I said, it's something where if you know, if you've had really good water, you'll know the difference between really good water and water that's essentially dead. All right, now let's move on to our next technology. And what we're doing, uh, we're bouncing around from different types. So we've talked about granular activated carbon, talked about distillation. Now another type uh, takes another different tack when it comes to the problem of water filtration, and that is ceramic filters. Now this is a mechanical filtration method. It uses a ceramic, uh, essentially a ceramic disc uh, with a whole bunch of little pores in it. So water is forced through the ceramic disc, and that ceramic disc physically traps contaminants in the water. It's a good method because it does trap a, a lot of things, like uh, things that will affect not just the taste and the odor of the water, but harmful chemicals in there will be affected by this. Uh, certain types of uh, ceramics could actually trap larger protozoa or cysts or larger bacteria. You know, your mileage may vary, but it's theoretically possible with a ceramic filter. So it does offer protection for the, the, the health content of the water as opposed to something that will just affect the, uh, the taste and odor of the water. And also, you know, because it utilizes mechanical filtration to improve the taste, odor, and healthfulness of the water, that's a really good benefit. It has solid filter media. That means there's no water channeling that occurs like it happens in the granular activated carbon that we talked about before. And it can be used for passive water filtration. So those are some of the benefits of having a ceramic filter. Granted, though, the passive filtration is going to be much slower than something granular because it is a solid block instead of just uh, loose Mm -hmm. carbon. It's more of a drip through. Yes, yes. But the problem is ceramic, uh, as ceramics are, it is prone to cracks or breakage when it's, uh, it's not as sturdy as you might expect. And it doesn't have the advantage of activated carbon. And the reason activated carbon is such a common element of filtration is activated carbon uses what's called physiochemical adsorption and electrokinetic adsorption. And what that means is when you take the carbon and you activate it, I think I mentioned that a few minutes ago, usually heat treating carbon will activate it. It gains a charge, an ionic charge. So then a lot of contaminants are actually the opposite charge. They're negatively charged. And those contaminants, the ions on there, will be attracted or adsorbed to the surface of the activated carbon. And that's how activated carbon is designed to to filter out certain contaminants. Ceramic filters, ceramic does not act like activated carbon. So while it may mechanically trap things, it does nothing to adsorb other contaminants to its surface to remove them from the water. So if anything is small enough to fit through the the, mechan- the, the the pores in that ceramic filter, they're going right through and they're not being treated at all. Yeah, and, and sometimes one of the issues with the systems are they have mold or algae if you don't use certain chemical additives. So that's something to look out for as well. Yeah, and, and you know, if you've had a... Anyone that's had an aquarium or something knows that you have water, even running water, eventually you're going to get some sort of buildup of mold or algae. And that's, uh, it, it's not a common occurrence, but it is something that can happen with ceramic filters. And, and you know, there are certain filtration companies out there that do utilize this uh, to a, a decent effect, but it's not without its disadvantages. All right, so now let's, uh, as Sherry mentioned earlier, she mentioned RO systems. And what that stands for is reverse osmosis. And reverse osmosis essentially is taking water and 
forcing it through a uh, what's called a semi-permeable membrane. So it's basically a membrane that allows water to flow through it when you force it through it, but it traps everything else in the water on the other side of that membrane. So reverse osmosis, it uses pressure, forces water through this membrane. So theoretically, contaminants like heavy metals, salts, inorganic compounds, that all gets left on the side that you're not using and all the water just pushes through and you're left with water that's uh, free from all these contaminants in there. RO systems, are they use multiple stages. They use sediment pre-filters. They use carbon block pre-filters. They use uh, the reverse osmosis membrane. Then they use another post-filter. So they have multiple stages to try to trap as many different types of contaminants as possible. And then that water gets put into a large tank, a reservoir. And that's what you're actually drinking when you're drinking a, a reverse osmosis water. And uh, Sherry, what are, what are what are some of the issues that happens when uh, when you use our RO system, though? Well, uh, first I want to talk a little bit about the benefit of RO. One of the main benefits that people would have an RO system is because it's the only really well-known <laughs> item that will reduce fluoride in water. Ah, it's uh, it's it's a fluoride a treater, and and that's the main thing that people people are concerned with fluoride in the water. Reverse osmosis is the really the the best known way to to reduce fluoride. So that's really the benefit of it. The multiple stages of filtration, like like Joel said, make sure that it has you know the water is sterilized to to a really high degree, so that's it's really good. And there's no water channeling effect. But some of the downsides are that it requires active water pressure for use. So passive filtration is not possible with with an RO system. One of the big things with us out here in the desert is that it redu- it wastes a lot of water. Lot Three of water. to four, and I've even heard up to 10, depending on which system you use, of water can be wasted for each gallon that's actually preserved. So it's a lot of water waste. Also, available drinking water is limited by the reservoir tank that Joel had mentioned. And it requires, if you empty that tank, it requires over an hour to refill and, and get it situated. It requires electricity, um, the multiple filter cartridges. But one of the main things that I think one of the downsides besides the fact that it that it takes out all the minerals in water is there's a lot more maintenance required because oh, yeah. of all those RO membranes and the filtration system that goes through. So all those five stages have to be maintained on a regular basis. And if you've ever uh, dealt with an RO system, and I'm speaking from experience, it is a, I, I hate to just uh, condemn it like this, but it's its kind of a pain mm-hmm. to deal with the maintenance and, fil- and each filter has a different life. So you have to remember, okay, it's been six months. Which filters do I have to change? Oh, these two? Let me change these two. And then it's like, oh, it's been a year. I have to change this filter now. Oh, it's been a couple years. I have to change this filter. So you have to keep track of a lot of different parts. And each time you're changing a filter, you essentially are flushing the system every time you do it. So it's almost an all-day affair several times a year. Right. If you're doing it properly, it, it is a lot of work to to keep up with an RO system. So while it does have its, has good benefits, it's it's a lot of lot of maintenance and something to really think about if you're willing to put that kind of work into a system. And I really, I, I, I describe it as effective but inefficient. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work to maintain. It's a lot of wasted water there. I mean, Sherry mentioned three to it's anywhere from three to ten gallons of water are, are basically flushed away to generate one gallon of clean water, and that's uh, yeah here in here in Vegas here in the desert that is really not an acceptable right, right. <laughs> equation there. Yeah, and then and then if you use up. Depending on the size of your reservoir, you use it up. You're just you're sitting there waiting, and I, you can't have clean water until you're until it refills itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, effective but inefficient. It would be uh, the bottom line there. Yeah, I would agree. 
Reverse osmosis is interesting because a couple of its stages, a pre-filter and a post-filter, use a carbon block to treat it. And that's where, where multi-beer comes in. We made our business or made our, our whole company is kind of based on solid carbon block technology. And what this is, is you take that activated carbon that we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the granular activated carbon, and you essentially press it. You heat it and you compress it and you press it into a solid block of carbon. So it has all the benefits of activated carbon and all the benefits of a ceramic filter because you have a dense block with little tiny pores and you force water through it and those pore and, and the small pore size will mechanically trap particles. So certain larger particles, they get trapped by the filter. They're not in the water stream anymore. And then as the water passes through the carbon block, you now have the physiochemical and electrokinetic adsorption properties of the granular activated carbon or, or the activated carbon in the carbon block. So now it's also almost, uh, I, I guess you could describe it almost like a magnet picking up like iron filings. It's the, the activated carbon is attracting the ions of these contaminants and now they're sticking to it as well. So if they're not getting trapped, even if they're passing through it, these contaminants are still sticking to the actual carbon block and what you're left is cleaner water as it passes through. It works in multiple ways and the denser the block means uh, the water has a higher chance of touching the carbon to uh, adsorb contaminants and to be intercepted. And that, and, and because it's solid, it's not going to have a channel like granular activated carbon. Yeah, solid carbon block is definitely one of the the. the shining uh, lights of the filtration system. I mean, it can, um, if it's really done right, solid carbon block can intercept particles as small as 0.5 microns. Now, I to think <laughs> about what that is, is smaller than a hair. So it's the particles that you can't see, like like we had mentioned in one of our previous podcasts about the nano microparticles Micro, of plastics, yeah, yes. how small they are. And they, they can't, they're so small, you cannot see them with the eye. But our filters, because of this, the 0.5 micron filtration, will pick those kind of things up that you cannot see with a human eye. And what's great about it is, I mentioned the RO system was effective, but it's inefficient. Well, the carbon block is effective and it's highly efficient because you're not you don't you're not required to use electricity to power it. You're not required to have wastewater to be flushed away as it's being filtered. You're not required to add chemicals to treat the water. It just you're basically just forcing the water through the carbon block, and then you're using all that water. And the only thing that's left out are the contaminants. The downside, of course, is that because you have to force the water through it does require active water pressure. You're hooking it up to your sink. You rely on the water pressure from your pipes to push that water through the carbon block because it's not something you could just drip water through like activated carbon or a, or a ceramic filter. It's not, it doesn't work like that. But because you're forcing the water through the carbon block, through the tiny pores of this block, you are getting much, much, much more effective contaminant treatment. And it's and it's the basis of all the systems here in Multipure because of its efficiency, because of its effectiveness. It's really, it's, it's, uh, we feel, and, and I might have mentioned before, uh, leading consumer magazines also feel that it is one of the most effective and, and your best choices for point of use water filtration. Yeah, actually, Joel, the Silent Spring Institute that studies breast cancer said one of the best ways to reduce contaminants that lead to breast cancer or known causes of breast cancer is to use a solid carbon block filter. So that's, that's a really good study that was done by the Silent Spring Institute that said solid carbon block is the way to go to reduce the most contaminants. Yeah, and there are known carcinogens that, that contaminate drinking water. And obviously there are microplastics that we have no idea really what those are going to do long term. But yeah, you use a solid carbon block and that's going to treat all of that. About the 
only thing it's not going to treat right away is bacteria, viruses, uh, and certain cysts, uh, microbial contaminants. And for that, probably the, the older technology when it comes to treating that is ultraviolet technology. What that basically does is you take a lamp, an ultraviolet lamp, and you're shooting ultraviolet radiation at the water to be treated and it kills the bacteria and the cysts in that water so now what you're left is water that's free of bacteria and cysts on the other hand is that going to do anything for anything that's not a bacteria or cyst not to my knowledge it's it's mostly the bacteria and cysts is the reducer for um for the ultraviolet treatment some of the good things is that there's no wasted water and you don't have to add chemicals to the water and it doesn't remove healthful minerals from the water but it like Joel said, doesn't treat contaminants outside of bacteria and cysts, such as heavy metals, viruses, and VOCs. And its effectiveness is reduced as water turbidity increases. So when the water is cloudy or full of particulates, it's not really going to be that helpful to you. And one of the really big downsides is it um, requires electricity for operation. So if you're in a major storm and you're trying to filter your water and your electricity goes out, unless you have a generator, your ultraviolet system is not going to be working for you. Yeah, it's just you're out of luck. And, and usually you see ultraviolet paired with a different type of another system like a piggyback like reverse osmosis systems a lot of them have options for an ultraviolet filter to sterilize the water of bacteria and cysts but then again it's not working on its own because it has to it needs something else to compensate for the fact that it's such lim- so limited in scope it's great if you have power and you're adding it onto something else, but it's really not a, a real complete solution there. It does a very limited thing. It does it fairly well, but it, it kind of needs a different type of filter to work with it. Right. Absolutely. And that's where we get to another multi-peer product. And, and I think this is probably the one of the biggest advancements in water filtration technology in the last several years. And that is a multi-peer's pure block. And now what this is... It's a solid carbon block base. It's a technology we've built our company on, but it adds a, a proprietary technology that we call Pure Block to treat bacteria, viruses, and cysts. And it does this without chemical additives. It does this without electricity required. It's essentially built as an addition to our solid carbon block. So a Pure Block filter, it's carbon block based, but it adds this additional technology there. So now it is treating not just aesthetic contaminants like, like chlorine, it's not treating not just health contaminants like VOCs or heavy metals. It's also treating now bacteria and viruses. And that's something previously you'd have to use something like certain uh, like water distillers or ultraviolet treatment to do deal with that. But we this is so effective. Here, here's how effective this, and I love this statistic. It offers six-factor reduction of bacteria. And that is 99.9999% reduction of bacteria so maybe 0.0001% of any bacteria in there might get through this but it's 99.999% six factor reduction of bacteria and four factor reduction of viruses that is 99.99% of viruses and cysts are blocked by our pure block technology and that is I find that amazing it is incredibly amazing Joel especially when you consider the compact nature of the item it's not it's a basically a water purifier but it keeps the minerals so it doesn't take out the minerals or strip them like distillation or reverse osmosis would do. It's very limited in the amount of maintenance that's needed in this system. It's just there's so many great things to talk about. I mean, you maybe can even hear the excitement in our voices (laughs) for talking about it because it is a spectacular 
product. And, and yeah, it takes all the advantages of our carbon block, so it's effective and efficient, mm-hmm. and then it adds a whole other layer onto it to now give it the, the basically fill in the gap that the standard carbon blocks lack, and that is bacteria and virus treatment. So this one says, okay, fine, we'll take your carbon block, and now we'll add that bacteria and virus protection to it. So it's kind of the complete package. And it's very efficient because it's not wasting water. It's not requiring electricity. It doesn't rely on a reservoir. It just, you just run the water through it. It still requires water pressure because that's how carbon blocks uh-huh. work. You run the water through it and you drink the water and you got clean, pure water. And it, it, is, it is definitely the pre- premier system. It's like being dealt a hand of aces when you have <laughs> one of these. It's, it's a win-win all the way around. And, and really, you could see we've, we've talked about different technologies, and you can kind of see how they've all built up to the pure block. And that's why we kind of saved this for last is that it's kind of the culmination of everything that's come before it. Mm-hmm. And technology has advanced and changed over the years, and, and different people, different companies take different approaches to water treatment. And here at MultiPure, we basically said, okay, we want something that's going to be the least hassle with the most effectiveness. And that's what we have now. We have the pure block. Right, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's really why Multipure stands head and shoulders above other companies. It's why we get acclaims, why can leading consumer magazines do their uh, drinking water system reviews. Yeah, absolutely. We do have the, the best system, hands down. And it's not just us saying it. It's not just consumer magazines saying it. It is NSF certification that's, that stands behind it. We have the most certified drinking water systems to reduce the most contaminants of, of any of any other system in the world. And and that's here at Multipure, and that's this pure block technology is the best system in the world really yeah and i don't think anything really compares to it and, and you know i think i left out a couple of technologies we left out a, a kdf filter meter which is a, essentially a, a copper based filtration medium but that's used for things like a shower where you need something that could that could remove chlorine from water at hot temperatures high pressure hot temperatures and most filters are designed to work with room temperature water or cold water kdf meter is is therefore very specific to that kind of thing so a shower or a bath filter would use kdf media and there's also ion exchange and that is only designed to remove essentially a certain minerals like calcium deposits in the water. It's called hard water. And here in Vegas, we all know hard water because the water here is very hard, which means you're going to get lime scale buildup on all your fixtures eventually. And your skin looks like a a lizard or something after a little bit. So dry. And ion exchange is designed to soften. They're using what's called water softeners. They they remove those minerals that will cause the lime scale buildup. They get rid of that, but they do nothing else aside from uh, essentially soften the water or remove those minerals in the water so you're using it for anything else great for great for showers great for baths not really going to help when it comes to your drinking water so we right. really didn't mention these it's not really a contaminant reducer no no so i really wouldn't consider that when we talk about when we talk about water filter technology and we talk about what sets multi-pure apart we're talking about drinking water primarily yes and uh, i don't know is there anything else left to add i think we covered uh, i think we talked about everything that i, can, <laughs> that I know of yeah, and it's and it, there, like I said, there are a lot of technologies out there, and we we gave some examples on what kind of uh, water filtration technology you'll find depending on if you're using like a pitcher or using something like a giant contraption under the sink, which would be reverse osmosis, or using certain standalone drinking water systems. They're going to be probably based on carbon block or ceramic filters, and we hope we've given you an idea of of where we come from as as MultiPure, as a drinking water system company, and where we come from with carbon block technology because we really truly believe, and it's been tested by NS. To, to show why it's so superior, why it's such a great technology to use for 
water filtration, and especially with the next gen with pure block, why it truly sets multi-peer apart from other, other uh, technologies out there. Yeah, so we give you this information so you can use it out in the field when you're talking to people about what drinking water systems they have. And if you want to hear this podcast or any more, you can find us on SoundCloud slash MultiPure. And you can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter at um, MultiPure Facebook. Just like us and, and follow us. And then at Twitter, we're at, at MultiPure is our Twitter logo, right? Uh, yes, I believe it's at, at MultiPure. So you can you can follow us on this and find out this kind of information and more on those social media sites. All right. We hope you learned something today and uh, we hope you listen in more because we're uh, going to be dropping more knowledge in the future. Yep. Have a great day. Bye.